discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we have to be in your presence like this. Thank you for your blessings your grace thank you that your word proceeds with clarity with great understanding and our hearts and our minds are engrossed with your word thank you that's the word of god is sown successfully in our hearts today and we bear fruit on every day of our lives even in jesus name amen. amen give the lord a shout amen. hallelujah amen. well this morning i want us to um, have a time together with question and answers yes you know normally there are various things that have come to me to share um, in church many many things that have come to me to share um, with us this morning normally when that happens to me I notice that it's time to ask questions it's time to allow for questions to be asked because I've had at least five things to talk about this morning yes five different things can you imagine Yes. So, yes. So, if there's any question on your heart, you are at liberty to share and ask, so that it can be it can be explained for you. Hallelujah. But whilst you are thinking about your question, I want us to look at something very important in First uh, Samuel, First Samuel chapter three, from verse verse one. First Samuel chapter three, from verse one. As you are thinking about your question, okay? And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. It's good to minister unto the Lord, isn't it? And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. No open vision. Since the word of the Lord was precious in those days. No open vision. Next verse. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place. And his eyes began to wax them that he could not see. Continue, please. And ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Next verse. That the Lord called Samuel. As Samuel was sleeping, the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I. For thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. So who called who called Samuel? Oh, it's like only three people are in the church. Who called Samuel? God. Right? Now, when God called Samuel, Samuel ran to Eli. Why do you think Samuel ran to Eli? What do you think? Because God spoke to him in Eli's voice, isn't it? How many of you agree? 
if, if, I, if I call you, don't you know my voice? If your father calls, do you know your father's voice? I mean, you can't mistake your father's voice for another person's voice. No be so. Uh-huh. So, he ran to Eli because he, he noticed Eli had called him. So he went to Eli. But it wasn't Eli, it was God who was calling him. God talks to you with a voice that you know. He uses your shepherd's voice to talk to you. It's one of the major ways God talks to you. When you come to church and we are preaching to you, your shepherd is preaching to you, your pastor is preaching to you, or you go for love center meetings and your shepherd is preaching, is talking, okay? Every single meeting, if it's, even if it's a, a short discussion, you should be very attentive and open to hear the voice of God. Because God can easily speak to you through your shepherd. Look at the next verse. It's important. If, if, you, if, you, if you miss that particular thing, you will have a lot of problems. A lot of people expect God to come down with a red hat, red shirt, red boxer shorts, red trousers, bag, big baggy shorts, with red socks, red shoes, and, and what background music with red spectacles. So that you know that ah, this is unmistakable. This is God. It's clear. Very clear. But amazingly, God doesn't, God doesn't, he doesn't do that. Yes. Yes. You'll be surprised at how easy it is to miss God. You'll be shocked. Yes. You can miss God very, very easily. It's the easiest thing on earth to miss. Because God doesn't do it the way you think he should do it. He does it very differently. Mm-hmm. For instance, I was preaching in a certain church just on Friday. And I was, I was asking them a question. If God is coming on earth, how do you think he should come? Pomp and pageantry, isn't it? If God is visiting, visiting the earth for 33 years, how do you think he should come? Grand style. Can you define grand style? Can you uh, uh, embellish the grand style for me? Horses, chariots, heaven should open. Golden chariots. What? Petals around. Yes, she's a lady, so she says, what? Thunder, lightning, earthquake, fire. The horses will be talking and saying, that's cometh the Lord. In King James English, that's cometh the Lord. Ho, ho, ho. Hey! What do you think? What, what, what do you think? Is, is that not how he's supposed to come? Guess how he came. Guess how God arrived here on earth? In a manger. You know, when we say manger, we have embellished it. It's, we are talking about giant boom, uh, goats and sheep pen. Yes, that was how he came. And that was where he, with Inra everywhere. How do you say Inra? In, 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 weeds. <laughs> weeds all over the place. That is how God came home. I, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. So you can miss God very easily. Yes, you think that God will speak to you through a certain means. But it doesn't. It's normally normal. Normal. 
It's normally normal. Oh, how are you? It's that question. Oh, how are you? It's very important. Start talking before something bad happens. Like, start opening up. Do you understand? When they ask you, how are you? What's going on with you? (laughs) You say, I'm fine. Meanwhile, something is eating you up. Meanwhile, you are angry about something. Some anger. You You are bitter about something. That is destroying your life. God does not, he will know you, there's no rainbow, like, as he's coming to talk to you, because you're so special, rainbow will just appear in the sky, and it will come closer to your house. Have you watched uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Almighty? Yeah, you see the way he brought the sun close to, was it the moon, he brought the moon close to his house. <laughs> the following morning, he had destroyed a lot of things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. God, you, you'll be surprised. It's normal. Very normal. doesn't look like much. God will use the voice of the one he has sent into your life. Okay? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. God will use the voice of those he has sent into your life. You would think, you would think it, is, it is a joke. But before I realize, God has spoken to you. And you'll be praying and fasting and God will say, I've spoken to you already. Yes. Yes. You should be moving by now. Right? First Kings chapter 19. Elijah was complaining from verse 12. Elijah was complaining. God said, okay, come, I'll, I'll have a discussion. Come and let's have a discussion. As when he got there and God was speaking, he, you know, there was, there was a great thunder, lightning, earthquake, all those things. Eh? And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains. There was a great and strong wind that tore the mountains. Eesh. And break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the wind. Great, mighty wind. That breaks rocks and tears rocks into pieces. Mountains into pieces. But God was not inside. And after the wind, an earthquake, great earthquake, all over the place. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. The Lord was not. So if you are looking for spectacular, eh? if you are looking for a burning bush, you will never do what God wants you to do. Before you realize you are 75, you are dying, you are going. You'll be shocked. Yes. Spectacular is not the same as supernatural. The supernatural and the spectacular are not the same. Say the spectacular and the supernatural are not the same. No. God sometimes does things that are spectacular. But that is not his auto drive. His auto drive is supernatural. His auto drive is what? Supernatural. The word of God is supernatural. God speaks to us through his word. Is he reading your Bible? How have I been led over the years? By reading my Bible. Do you see? Yes. Read it like a storybook to start with. Hmm? When you wake up in the morning, just read. I just finished reading the book of Luke. Yes. I'm continuing with Acts. Yeah, I, I'm, every day I'm reading. I'm trying. Every, I'm just reading. Reading the words of Jesus. As for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I can read it about 20 times before the year ends. 
Yes, every time. I mean, when I'm sitting, I just look at, I'm just reading his words. Because that's, that he's, he's our Lord, and his words must, is very important. So I must read his words all, all the time. Yes. Always, there's nothing you can, you can talk about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that I don't know. I know, every, I know everything. Because I keep reading. And I, I keep finding new things. You see, it doesn't look spectacular. Like, as you read your Bible, you won't see the words jumping out. My daughter, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. This is the beloved I have prepared from heaven for you. <laughs> you wait for a long time. You will wait for a long time, sister. Yes. Yes, you'll be surprised. He leads us to his word. Normal. His words that we read and his words spoken to us by his servants. Normal. It doesn't, it doesn't look like anything, but that is it. Hello? That is it. He leads us with a small, still, small voice. Eh? He says, and the wind and the earthquake, verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. Fire, yeah, 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 yeah. Receive it now. Maka, laga. God was not in it. Fire was coming. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. A still small voice. Are you a Christian? Every Christian is designed to hear the voice of God. When you hear God, you know. You don't need an outsider to teach you how to hear, how to, that this is the voice of God. No, you know. Why? Are you born again? Ask your neighbor, are you born again? If you are not born again, you need to be born again. But if you are born again, there is a setup in you to hear God. Yes. Even babies know their mother's voices. Yes, every child knows the mother's voice. He knows the father's voice. Every child has that. It's designed for you. To, you can hear your mother's voice. You can hear your father's voice. If you are smart, you can even hear your father's footsteps. As time goes on. You know, you know when you're in a house, you know every door. You know the sound of every door. Is it true? Yes. When a particular door opens, you know who has opened the door. Yes. There's an inbuilt something. That God has placed in there. You see, John chapter 10. Look at John chapter 10. He says, my sheep know my voice. Eh? Verse, verse 4. Look at John 10, 4. And when he put out forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Every sheep, if you are born of God, you know the voice of God. I mean, that is it. The only problem is that you keep ignoring it. That, that is the problem. Most Christians keep ignoring the voice of God. It's not that they've not heard. You know. You know you're not supposed to be angry about the thing you're angry about. You know. But you just want to be angry. Do you get it? Like, let me be angry small. Let me shake, let me shake, shake myself small. Just for shaking reasons. How many of you bear witness what I'm talking about? Yes. You know, this bitterness thing that is, is in your heart about this thing that happened. This small offense. Did someone stepped on your leg, someone did this, and then you are so angry. You have marked the person down. You know, you know what the voice of God says. You know what the Bible says. The Bible says you should forgive. Just that you want to take three weeks or two months or one year to forgive. You know. Yes. And then you keep advising yourself that human beings are bad. 
You see, you, you are counseling yourself. Human beings are bad. You have become a counselor. Human beings are bad. You know, you don't, you don't, really, you don't have to get close to people. And people, when you have to be very careful. Jesus said, open your door for everybody to come in. <laughs> and you know it. Just that you are ignoring it and you are taking something else. Every child of God knows. You know the voice of God. Yes. yes. Every child of God. It's inbuilt. My sheep follow me for they know my voice. They know my voice. They know. You know. Don't. You know that boy that is coming into your life is not like You know. You know it's not going to lead anywhere. You know the girl you are following, moving around with? It's not going to lead anywhere. Just that it's like, you want to see how it, it will feel like. I, I don't know if you understand. Give the Lord a shout if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you just, you just want to... How will it feel like? You want to enjoy small. <laughs> Expensive enjoyments. Yes, there are some enjoyments to lead you. You'll be surprised. Hey! Yeah. Hey, it's like you are not the sheep of God. Are you the sheep of God? Yeah. Ask on are you the sheep of God? Or you don't you don't think you are a sheep before God? God says you are a sheep. What is your problem? Do you look like a sheep? <laughs> you don't look like a sheep physically. But God in God's books, He says you are His sheep. Because He's using He's using that to let you know. It's just, it's just a type to let you know what type, what kind of a person is expecting you to be. Do you see? Sheep are docile. Do you understand docile? Let's check the dictionary. Docile. D-O-C-I-L-E. Docile. If you have not been to school, you say docile. Docile. What does it mean? Ready to accept control or instruction. What? Ready to accept control. Ready to accept control or instruction. Or instructions. Submissive. Submissive. I, I don't know if you understand. Are you in the church? Ready to accept what? Control. Control. Or instruction. Or instruction. Being submissive. Ready to submit. Yes. A person uh-huh. that is docile is quiet, not aggressive, and easily controlled. Wow. Quiet, not aggressive. Easily controlled. That is how God feels that he, that is the description is given to us. Yes. yes. If you are a sheep of God, proper sheep of God, God can control you easily. He can move you. Power steering. Zoop, then you move. Zoop, zoop, then you move. <laughs> there are those who can't be controlled. Even the word control is a problem. When you control. You want to control me? Hey, you, want to, you are being controlled by so many things already. Already. Yeah. If you are not directed and guided, you'll be surprised. Yes. Yeah. The voice of God. You know it. Romans. Book of Romans. There's a book in the Bible called Romans. Romans chapter, chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit, this is old King James, so it says itself, but it's actually himself. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So, if the Holy Spirit eh, bears witness with us, he says he bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If something as important as being the evidence of being a child of God, okay, is confirmed to you by the inward witness 
of the Spirit, then how much more trivial things like who you will marry, what job you will do, situations of your life. How else do you want to be led? When a policeman arrests you, yes, and he's, he's maltreating you, you will do what he says you should do, isn't it? Yes. I mean, is, is God more important than the policeman? A sheep, a sheep will allow himself to be led. Whatever they say we should do, we'll do it. What's wrong? How, do, how is my reputation reduced by waving? Or by shouting in church? Or by dancing in church? Or, how is my reputation reduced? Kings dance before the Lord. What are, who are you? So all, all church members who don't, they don't talk much, they don't smile much, they don't do anything much, everything you say, they are just there. There's some, you are not a sheep yet. Yes. You are not yet a sheep. Yes. It's a, it's a problem. I don't know. What, what are you looking for? What will we do to you? When we say lift your hands and you lift your hands, will you, will you die? What, what will happen? It's a very big something. I, I, I always wonder. That is why you keep missing small, small instructions. Is it because the prophetic ministry says that it tells you to do things. Lift your hand. Do this. Things you may not even understand. Or you don't understand. Yes, a man called Naaman, who was, le- who was leprous, came to a man called Elisha for healing. Elisha did not even come out to come and see him. The guy was a general. Elisha didn't step out to go and see him. He's in his room, he said, tell him to go and wash himself. He should go and bath in the river Jordan. Ah, as the guy said, what, did, what does, what, is it bathing? Is it because of bathing that I came? You think I can bath? They are better rivers. That was all the guys. They said there are better rivers in my hometown. You can look for it. It's in the Bible. There are better places that I can bath. I've come to come and see you to pray for me. You say I should go and bath. My friend, go away. As so he turned his child, he was going back to his hometown. As he was going, his servant said, "Master, but we have come all the way. We have come all the way. If he says we should, we should bath." So Naaman came with his horses and with his child and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. So you see, the pastor was not lying. It's in the Bible, right? Are you in the church? And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Yo, he didn't even come out to come and see him. Sent a messenger to go and see him. How does God speak to us? Through his servants. Yes. Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall come up, come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. This, this was a problem in the guy's life. Major problem. Yes. God told him, the, the servant of God told him, go and wash and be clean. Next verse. He got angry. But Nehemiah was angry angry. Sometimes the instructions of God makes you angry. Yes. Lift your hand. Why, why should we lift our hand? Why is he talking so much about lifting your hand? That is the problem. Tell neighbor, humble yourself. Humble yourself. It is pride that makes you... And pride will make you stay in your problem for a very long time. Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. I mean, he had 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 something in his mind. I thought he would come out, talk to his Lord his God, and strike the place, strike where the the leprosy is, and remove the leprosy into his hand. (laughs) What's all this? He's not even come out to come and see me. He doesn't respect. I'm going. Next verse. 
Are not Abana and Farpa rivers of Damascus? Are they not rivers of Damascus? Better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. He was angry. He <laughs> Take your church. Not coming again. What kind of church is this that when you come, then the pastor will be talking like he's mad? You see, when you don't know um, eternal things, natural things look big and hence deceive you. Okay? The heaven we are going on, someone needs to, someone needs to present you. Heaven. On the, on the day you stand before the Lord, someone will have to present you. Who is going to present you? Since you are not listening to anybody or talking to anybody, okay, or, or being helped to grow by anybody, who, who, is going to, who is going to present you? Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. For I am jealous about you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. This is Paul. Paul says that he was talking to, concerning the Corinthian church. He said, I am go, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have jealousy when it comes to you. The fact that other things are taking your attention, it pains me that other things are taking your attention. That Champions League is taking your attention. It pains me. It pains me that uh, a boy or a girl or a, girl, or a group of boys and girls which smokers are taking your attention. It's like we have to talk uh, before we can get one thing done in your life. But when that boy talks, it's fine. When that girl talks, it's fine. When that, when that thing comes on TV, you are, it's, influ- it's controlling. Listen, this series that you are watching that you can't sleep. You can't sleep. You are like, you are watching. You can't, you can't, you can't even blink. Is it, is it not controlling you? Is it not controlling you? Reply me. You are, you, you are not saying it. Is it not controlling you? It's controlling you. When you are still watching, yes. your pastor is talking to you. Say what? Ooh. Paul said, "I am jealous over you with godly jealous." Yes, I'm jealous. Yes. Do you, have you seen a jealous husband before? Let's re- find out what jealous. Someone feels. Je- someone thinks that jealousy is uh, what being being having uh, what. Getting angry. Let's let's read what jealousy. What does jealousy mean? Is jealousy a good thing? <laughs> it's a question. God says, I, I, "I, the Lord, I'm a jealous God." Yes. When it comes to some things, God is jealous. When it comes to your attention, what is taking your attention? Eh? God is so wild. Yes. God is so wild. What is taking your attention? This movie you are watching to never do any. You forget it after five years. How many of you have watched Rambo before? How about what are the movies that Chuck Norris, Terminator? What do you remember? Do you remember everything? True Lies. How many of you watch True Lies? You don't remember everything. Uh, what what movie? Even Avengers. Avengers is not so far, but you don't even remember. Yes, there was this one. There's this Avengers Civil War. Did you do you remember? Do you remember what what is what, what happened in the movie? How many of you remember? You don't remember. You see, as, as you are, as you are, or oh, three idiots, eh? There's this in here where we got three idiots. Or oh, Bahubali. How many of you have watched Bahubali before? 
There was a day Bahu Bali controlled me. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I needed the part two to watch. Yeah. I watched the part one and there was no part two. I said, what do they mean? Yeah. But there's no part two. Hey! I looked for it and watched it immediately. Yeah. Went online. Part two. Bahu Bali part two. It was contra- you see, it controls you. You are looking at me like, what I'm saying is whatever. When Game of Thrones was around. the way it was controlling you and then at the end you were disappointed because you were ah, how can it end up like this they just wasted like two or three years of your life yeah. jealousy what does it mean jealousy jealousy the state of feeling or being jealous so uh-huh. we'll look at jealous feeling or showing an envious resentment of someone or their achievements, possessions, or perceived perceived advantages. Okay, that's the bad one. Uh-huh. Fiercely protective of one's rights or possessions. Fiercely protective of one's what rights right. or possessions. Or possessions. You are God's possession. You see, so it is God's right to have you. Oh, you don't understand. It's God's right to have you. So, God is fierce about protecting you and protecting your, his interest in you. Yes. Suspecting rivalry in love. Suspecting rivalry, rivalry in love. Yeah, this is it. Suspecting rivalry in love. Troubled by worries that one might have been replaced in someone's affections. Wow. Say it again. Troubled by worries that one might have been replaced in someone's affections. God feels he's, he's been replaced. Yes. And your pastors also feel the same. Paul says, I'm your pastor. I am jealous over you. With God. Like, what, what is taking your attention? You, see, you have come to church today. But from today to next Sunday, what will take your attention? You see, and then you keep crying that God should do something for you. But you are not minding him. No, how many of you having a beloved would, would mind the beloved that does not mind you? She doesn't mind you throughout the week. She only minds you once a week. And when she comes, she needs something. It's for two, three hours. And even that one, there's, there's time. Why? Why? It's one o'clock. Why are we still in this church? How come this church, you, you come one o'clock, you are not going. Me, no, you came at 10.30. You came at 11.30. You, delay, you delayed the bus. Yeah. The thing that has, made, has me so upset is that I care about you so much. Eh? I care. This this message. The thing that has has me as so upset is that I care about you so much. This is the passion of God burning inside me. I promised your hand in marriage to Christ. Presented you as a pure virgin to her husband. Yes. There's a day when you're supposed to be presented, and we have to do everything to make sure you are presented to the Lord. Right? If you keep saying, "Leave me, leave me, leave me," you don't mind. You see, the voice of of the shepherd. It's the voice that God uses to talk to you. That's, that's basically what I'm trying to let you know. Yes. And it may not look important at the, at the start, but that is it. You have to submit yourself to be spoken to. Submit yourself to be directed. Do it like this. Come. Come to church. Go for this meeting. Let's go for follow-up. Let's go and win a soul. Let's do this. What we are doing may not look significant now, but it has eternal value. It has great eternal value. After all is said and done, when you die and leave the earth, those are the things. What you did for the Lord is what will matter. The services you attended is what will matter. How you paid attention in the services is what will matter. The responses you gave is what will matter. How you obeyed. 
Your obedience is so important. Your obedience to God and to his instructions are so important. If you don't obey God, you'll be surprised at how many people, how many people's lives will be destroyed because of your disobedience. Yesterday I was having a chat with him, you know, and he was telling me, God was telling him that if he had not obeyed, I, I'm like, oh, why did I come to vote? Why did I come? And then God spoke to him and said to him that, listen, if you had not obeyed, look at all the hundreds of people in the church. None of them would have been in the church. There wouldn't be any church. There wouldn't be anything here. And all these people will be going to hell or will be in other places that are not going to help them. Yes. You only see it when you go to heaven. You only see what you missed when you get to heaven. When you stay, when you are in heaven, it's very different too. You'll be shocked. Yes. These things are important. The value you place on a thing is what determines how much of it you keep or how much attention you give to it. If you don't value God, you don't value his things. You see, if you don't value God, you come to church late, for instance. If you are going for a job interview and they said come at 9 a.m., will you, will you go at 11? 8.30 you are there. Why? You even open the gate with a security man. <laughs> you see how humble you will be? When you are talking, you are very humble. When you stay in the job for five years, you don't mind anybody. Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Five years cry is too much. You, because you have a certain kind of value. You feel that this job, if I get this job, this will happen for me, this will happen for me, this will happen for me. This, I'll be able to uh, marry, I'll be able to buy a house, I'll be able to do this. Like this job means so much to me. How about God? Hello? How about the one who is giving you the breath you are breathing? How about that person? Do you think he's important? Do you think he's important? I'm asking you a question. He's important. You attend to him differently. Most of us have forgotten who God is in our lives. We don't. He's an afterthought. It shows even in your, even in your offering. Yes. The one you value, you honor. When you value someone, you honor the person. I mean, you honor the person. If you are buying a shirt for the president of this country, or for your father-in-law, will you buy a shirt that has, this place is torn, and this place is torn, to review his breast? <laughs> will you do that? You will not do that. Will you buy a shirt that, after one wash, the neck will become like this? <laughs> no, you look for quality. I don't know if you understand. Or you, you, you have, there's this uh, uh, guy who, who is, has come into your life. It's his birthday, and you want to surprise him with something. Yes. You are expecting him to propose to you, but he has not proposed yet. You are in love, and it's his birthday. You want to show your love. What will you do? <laughs> what will you, you do? What? Expensive perfume. You will buy the most expensive perfume for him, because you want attention. No, be so. Yeah. Anyway, the Lord says, "I'm jealous over you with what." With Paul says, it's Paul who said it. I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Why? Because I've espoused you to one husband. That I may present you as a chaste virgin unto Christ. Yes. That day, you'll be presented. Someone is supposed to present you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, 27, uh, 28 and 29. Let's read 27 to 20. 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this ministry among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then he says, Christ, whom we preach. We preach Christ warning every man because there's something at stake okay 
Hello? There's something at stake. You either gain your rewards or you lose your rewards in heaven. So he says, we warn every man, teaching every man in all wisdom. In all wisdom. Teaching every man in all wisdom. Warning every man in all wisdom. So that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. God wants you presented perfect. Without spot, without wrinkle, without any of those things. God is expecting a church. He's expecting you to be presented to him without spot, without wrinkle. On the day of judgment. One day you will stand before God. Tell me about one day you will stand before God. You will stand before Jesus Christ one day. Tell the other neighbor, one day you will stand before Jesus. What plans do you have? What questions are you going to? What, how are you going to answer the questions? Ask your neighbor, what are your plans? When they ask you, how many church services do you attend? How many, what are you going to say? When they ask you, were you in any, any Sunday at, at, at service? Then you say, oh yes, I was in Sunday at service. How many? You see, you don't remember, but God remembers. Hello? God remembers. Yes. How many midweek services were you in? How many prayer meetings were you in? I'm wondering what your plans are. We are trying to help you answer by inviting you to you, you for prayer meetings. Yes. How many camps were you in in your lifetime? It's amazing. How many all nights did you attend? Wait, when you check your life right now, you realize you've never attended an all night. You just check. What was the highest offering you gave to me? I gave you my life. What did you give for me? 50 pesos. Oh, Charlie. Hallelujah. So we are trying to help you have answers. Is that too difficult to, to ask for? trying to help we are trying to help you yes that is what church is for church is a place for helping you answer eternal questions yes eternal questions it's not for having car and house it's more than that a place where you can answer you you are given answers for eternal questions that will be asked you okay yes. if you keep ignoring it you're you ignoring something very important god will never ever Let's go back to where we started from. You remember we started from 1 Samuel chapter 3. Do you remember? We read the first part, and that's what has led me to talk about all these things. Now, the second part is that. And the Lord called yet again. So Samuel was called the first time. Samuel was called the first time. He, he thought it was Eli. And then God called him again. So he says, and the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. For thou didst call me. You, did, you called me. And he answered, I called not my son. Lie down again. Go and lie down. I didn't call you. Go and lie down. Go and sleep. Next verse. Now someone did not yet know the Lord. This is the, this is the state of a lot of church members. Someone was in the house of the Lord, serving the Lord, but he did not yet know the Lord. He did not yet know the Lord. He did not yet have 
proper fellowship with the Lord, proper contact with the Lord, proper um, um, relations with the Lord. He didn't, he didn't know the Lord. Every, every service is an attempt to help you get to know the Lord better. Yes. Paul said that I may know him. You see, you, you don't know Jesus much. Yes. If you knew Jesus, eh, you'd be ready to do anything for him. Church service wouldn't be a battle. Like we have to fight with you over church. What is church service? What is church service? No, we are talking about extra service. I'm traveling to Kenya next week, next week for church services. I'm traveling to Kenya. Is it two weeks or is it two weeks? Two weeks time. I'm traveling to Kenya for one week. Uh, Monday to Monday for church services. Yes. I've bought plane tickets. Going. I can go for church service in America. Yes. Church, I can go to church service in London. Yes. Some, some few years ago, I was in London for church services. Rushing to be in, in, in those services. I don't want to miss anything. Yes. Why? I'm in love. If you're in love, you go very far. How many times have I gone to Nigeria? No, so many times. For church services. This one is just, you just, small trot that you will come. It's a problem. It will not be your case in Jesus' name. I see the Lord curing you in Jesus' name. Yes. But let me say it anyways. Hey! <laughs> if you knew the Lord, eh? Prayer wouldn't be a problem. Prayer. Oh. What is prayer? Prayer is spending time with God. How many of you like spending time with people, certain people? You know, human beings are sweet. Human beings are sweet. They are sweeter than toffee. I'm talking about talking to people like really the 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 satisfaction you gain and the emotion the emotional strings human beings can pull in your in your heart are higher than what the stimulation toffees give to you or pizza gives to you. It's higher, way higher. Yes, it cannot be compared. Human beings are very sweet. Guess what? God is sweeter. Oh, I tell you, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is sweeter. The, the emotional strings God can pull in your life can never be touched by any human being. It's not possible. The joy you receive when you are reading your Bible, like understanding is coming to you. Hey, I'm even feeling like my inside is doing me. It's so nice. The joy of prayer, like as you are praying, and it's flowing. Recently, I went, to, I went to pray somewhere. Just last week, I was trying to, I went to pray. I was away for some four days to pray. First day as I was praying, it was not so smooth. It's like the conversation is not going well. Second day, not so. Third day, the Holy Spirit led me to a particular song. It says, listen to the song. As I was listening to the song, I found myself just walking, walking like that. I was just walking. Lord, you are too great. I was just, hey, I, I went and went to stand on a certain balcony that oversees mountains, many mountains, looking at this view. Before I realized, three hours had passed. Without knowing that three hours. I was like, man, this is so nice. Ah. If you knew the Lord, a lot of things would be very nice for you. It will not be a drag. Like I said, drags, like we have to force you. You, have to, you don't know the Lord. That is why. Yes, you are, you, are, you are like someone. Yes. Big drag. Yes. And we say we are praying. We are fasting. Oh, what is that? We are, we are going for a service. What is that? It's too much. Ah, but we're in church on Sunday. We're in church on Wednesday, Tuesday. Why not Friday? We should go to church on Friday again. How many of you get tired visiting your, your beloved? 
It's because you are not really in love. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I remember when I fell in love first with my wife. Oh. Ah. When I remember I speak in tongues. It's important to keep some images in your mind when you get married. Keep images of how your, you and your beloved, how, when you were beloved, how it was. Remember, always remember. It's important. It will keep you. Yeah. I remember. One day I fell among thieves. I didn't care. Yes. They were trying to rob my phone. I pulled my phone and ran away. <laughs> Sweating, I pushed. I went not. Ah, ah, I'm here now. It's good to see you. Oh, so happy. Hey, hey, I tell you, I was excited. I didn't care. I could walk for miles. I don't care. I'm going to see my baby. The one I love is, is ever before me. Hey, ever before me. I'm going. I'm going. Yes. The Lord is depending on someone to teach you to know him. You don't get to know the Lord by osmosis or diffusion or evaporation. You get to know the Lord through teaching. Now, someone did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the, the word of the Lord revealed unto him. The word of the Lord was not revealed unto him. He was reading the Bible, but he couldn't really understand it. Do you see? So, look at the next verse. And the Lord called someone again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli. Now, all this while, this is the third time God is talking to Samuel. And whenever he speaks, Samuel goes to Eli. God did not say, as Samuel was going to Eli, God not say, hey, Samuel, 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 Samuel. It's me. Now me. Now me, God. Now me, Jehovah Elohim. Me, I they call you. I beg, have you watched Jesus in PG English before? <laughs> you will hear serious PG English. So, so are they talk you say. <laughs> Hallelujah. God did not stop him from going to Eli. He didn't. God should have said, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, stop, it's me. No. God was depending on Eli to teach Samuel what to do when he calls him, how to get to know him. That's, 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 what, that's ministry. God depends on his servants to teach you how to get to know him. That's what I mean, I've been trying to tell you since we started. But the voice of the, the, the servants of God that he has given you is so important. There's no Christianity and development in Christianity without hearing from his servants. Because what will God do without showing to his prophets? Whatever the Lord, he will show it to his prophets. He will show it to his servants. It's important. If what I'm saying is not in the Bible, don't listen to the Bible. If it's in the Bible, listen to it. Listen. You need to depend. God, God, even God depends on, on physical agents, human beings, to teach his people. Yeah. And he said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called, had called the child. Eli perceived that the Lord is calling the child. So, next verse. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go. Say go. go. This is teaching, eh? It's called teaching. See what? Teaching. Go. Lie down. And it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say. Thou shalt say. He's teaching him what to do in order to get to know the Lord. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. God was depending on Eli. This is the reason why God didn't say anything. You call him, you go. And he made him go three times. And was watching. Yes. God can be speaking to you. You'll be moving around. You will not know what's going on. He's depending on you to learn from the teachers he has given to you. The teacher he has given to you. To show you. Do it like this. Do it like that. Do it like this. That's what I'm telling you. Don't be missing services. 
Because you don't know what you will miss. Yes. Don't be missing services. Don't take listening to the voice, the voice that God has brought to your life for granted. Don't take it for granted. Listen to the messages. Listen. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to what you're supposed to listen to. Yes. I know how to put my faith to work because I've listened to authorities that God has given to me on faith, on the subject of faith. To listen to. Yes. Yeah. We can pray for you. Ah, nothing will change. If you don't believe that the prayer will do anything for you, don't do anything. So your faith is important. Your faith is important. Yes. That is why some people, some people come and say, pray for me. Actually, pray for what? I always ask you, what do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to pray for? Sometimes we'll finish a service. I've prayed. I've prayed for everybody. Then someone come and pray for me for special blessings. What time? What time? I just prayed for everybody. You clearly you have you have a lack of revelation. You don't you don't know the word of God. That is why you are behaving like that. God was depending on Eli to teach. Do it like this. The teaching is important. It's very important. And allow what is said to you to change you. Okay. Yeah. Allow it. Allow what you said, what has been said, to change you. If you don't allow it, it's not going to do anything to you. You can come to church for a long time; it won't do much for you. It's up to you. If you don't think what we are saying is important, it's, it's anything. It won't be anything for you. If you think it's something, to be something for you. Allow yourself to be presented before the Lord on that day. Hmm? I see you rising because of your understanding of what God's servant is for you. Because you'll be led through the words. You'll be led through the words and it will do something for you to make you what it talks about. Anybody have a question? Question one. Please, I want to know if being humble to someone and respecting someone, especially those who are above you, mean that they can treat you anyhow because of their position. Not at all. And, uh-huh. and how do you practically deal with heads? So it's practically. Two deal with heads. First one is, are the people who are above you, do they have a right to what? To maltreat you. Not at all. Whoever has a position and is misusing it will be judged by the Lord. If I use my position to maltreat you, <laughs> I'll be judged by the Lord. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1. The elders which are among you are exhorts, who am also an elder, eh? and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Next verse. Feed the flock. So he's talking to a leader. He says, feed the flock of God which is among you. Take it the oversight thereof. Not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Then he says, not, neither as being lords over God's heritage. We are not to be lords over God's heritage. You are lord. You, are own, you own God's. You don't own God's heritage. It's for God. The people are for God. So you can't maltreat them. You can't treat them anyhow. If you're a leader or you're a pastor and you are treating people like garbage, the Lord will also treat you like garbage because this is, these are the Lord's heritage. They belong to the Lord. Maybe you don't understand that they belong to God. That is why you can talk like you are mad. You shouldn't talk like you are mad. Mm? Give instructions in humility. Yes, don't shout at people. All the time, you are shouting. Who do you think you are? No, you, are, you, are, you, are, you have a problem. You are a helper of their joy and not a lord of it. Neither has been lost over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock, be an example to them instead of being a lord over them. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. Look at 2 Corinthians 1, 22. God who has also sealed us and given the endless of the spirit in our hearts. Verse 23. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth. 
Paul, the, Corinth, the Corinthian church had, had, had a problem. And Paul says, go, go, let's read Amplified. I call upon God as my soul's witness. It was to avoid hurting you that I refrain from coming to Corinth. Paul was so angry about what they had done, he decided not to go and have a meeting. Because if he goes and has, he will spoil everything. So he decided I'm not going to go. I call upon God as my soul's witness. It was to avoid hurting you that I refrain from coming to Corinth. Next verse, verse 24. Not that we have dominion over you and lord it over your faith. You are not to lord over, over people's faith and have dominion over them. No. But rather that we work with you as fellow laborers to promote your joy. For in your faith, in your strong and welcome conviction of belief, are you saying it? Yes. King James, King James will help us. Not for that we have dominion over your faith. A preacher that we don't have dominion over you. I don't have dominion. I shouldn't. We don't. God didn't say have dominion over the human being. He said have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the earth. We have dominion over the earth. We exercise authority on those things, not on human, not on other, other, other uh, uh, just witchcraft. So if you're a leader and you, you can you can just talk anyhow, foolish people. God God curse you. Oh. Is it because they are they have they have decided to be sheep that you are talking like that? <laughs> How about those who, who have not decided to be sheep? How about the monkeys in the church? I didn't want to mention some of these things, but Pastor, let's know. There are monkeys in the church. There are lions in the church. There are snakes in the church. There are uh, uh, um, giraffes in the church. There are whisperers. Eh? What, what, there's, a, there's, a, there's a particular parrots, falcons, all kinds of things in the church. Different, different animals. The church is like, the, uh, it's like Noah's Ark. Typologically speaking, the church is Noah's Ark. Yes, Christ is the Ark. And we are in Christ. Going through the judgment, the problems of the world. Eh? <laughs> it's, it's a typology. And inside the Ark were lions. Not that we have, we have dominion over your faith. No, so it's not right. It's all over in the Bible. I can show you 1,000 scriptures along these lines. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, if a leader is maltreating you, Talking in a certain way and misbehaving towards you when you when you know you have not done anything wrong. Okay? There are two things you can do. You can go to the one above him because he's not the end. If I do something you don't like, go to Reverend George. <laughs> Why are you afraid of Reverend George? Go to Reverend George quickly and go and say, Pastor did this, he did that, did that. I didn't like it. When I said it, he has done this and that. You call me, I'll be called. It's like you are afraid of what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's supposed, that's how it's supposed to be. No, that's, that's how it's supposed to be, actually. Yes. If, if there's nobody above me, then you are in trouble. But now there's somebody above me, so you can't... Uh-huh. If personally you should do something against you, come and see me. Oh, yes. Come. Yes. And there are two things you can be told. The first one is that you can be told to go back and submit. <laughs> Go and apologize. That's the first thing you can be told. Because maybe what he's saying is right and you are wrong. So you can be told to go and go and submit. <laughs> Hagar. Eh? Hagar in the Bible, if you read in Genesis. Hagar was being maltreated. Big time. By Sarah. It's Genesis 16, yeah. Verse 4. Hagar got pregnant, all of those, all of those things. And when she realized that she was pregnant, she was doing two no. So Sarah said, hey, am I the one I come to do? You've conceived me. I can't conceive. You've conceived. So what? I will eat your eyes. 
she took her eyes out and ate it. Not literally. The accounts say no, didn't he? He was she was really hard. If you go and say, and he said, and Sarah said unto Abraham, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maiden into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in the eyes. The Lord judged between me and you. Abraham was, was somewhere thinking about himself. Sarah came to say, This is my, my servant. Sleep with her. Let's see what will happen. She slept with her. She, she conceived. Then Sarah comes back to Abraham and says, My wrong be on you. Look at what you have done. You have impregnated. Now she's proud. Abraham said, What, what have I done? She's your, she's your maid. Next verse. <laughs> And Abraham said unto her, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. It's just your maid. Your maid is your hand. Do to her as it pleases thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. Sarah dealt hard. Sarah was the boss. She dealt hard. And he got run away into the desert. As she was going, the angel of the Lord appeared unto her and said, on, Look at how the angel of the Lord referred to her. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain water in the in the wilderness, by the fountain of the, of the way of Shur, to shoot. Next verse. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid. This was Hagar's identity in the spirit. She's Hagar, Sarah's maid. Even though she had left, she was still Hagar, Sarah's maid. So there are people who have left some churches who are still this person of this church. Hey. Amazing. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence came thou? Why are you coming from? And whither would thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress. Return where? And submit yourself under her hands. Because this one that you are right, you were behaving proudly. Go back and go and submit. So she went back and went to submit. Clap for the Lord for that. So two things. Is that that you are told to go back to submit? Okay, there's more in First Peter. It says you can be you can be having a leader who is not correct, whatever. It says bear and die. First Peter chapter two, verse eighteen. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. So there are masters who are forward, amplified forward. You don't understand, but also to those who are surly, overbearing, unjust, and crooked. You can have a crooked pastor, unjust pastor, overbearing pastor, crooked. Yet the Lord says submit. So this is one side. The other thing that can happen too is that you, the, the person can be corrected. The pastor can be corrected, can be spoken to because maybe he is at fault. Okay? He can be called and corrected. And corrected. The Bible says the elders who sin call and rebuke. So Paul admonished Timothy. 1 Timothy 5.19 This against an elder receive not an accusation but before two or three witnesses. Have you it? Uh-huh. So this, this is an accusation against an elder, against a, a, a leader, that this thing is doing this. He's showing, Paul is showing Timothy what to do when such thing. He says, don't receive an accusation, but before two or three witnesses, let others be there so that they can hear what's going on. And then they can correct the person. Next verse, verse 19. Them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. So he says, if the person is wrong, rebuke the person before everybody. Eish. So you can have that to you. The person can be corrected. The other verses, the person can be corrected. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you can have this or you can have that. But you need to talk. If you don't talk, you'll be offended over nothing and you leave the church. And when you leave the church, you you are still identified as Samuel of Love Economy Church. Child of God under shepherd Ezekiel. That's That's your spiritual identity. In God's mind, you are still in that church. You are still under that shepherd. And you have left that shepherd. So you are shepherdless. 
you are without covering and your, prob- your problems will, will start. You are a wandering star. What's your question, please? So yes. the question is actually asked by someone who watches online. She said, good evening, dear father. Hope you are doing great. It's been three weeks that I'm following you and I'm very happy about that. I have questions about some things that have been bothering me. First, I'm not motivated for school in any way, no matter how I try. And You are not motivated for what? Schooling. School. I'm Pedro. <laughs> yes, continue. And I know how important it is. Motivation is not there. And I'm a last minute person. But this method doesn't work. She's a last minute person. This method doesn't work much except for social subjects, those subjects that do not involve numbers. It is, if it's the contrary, it will be hard to make it. You shall be wondering how I still made it to first year business management. Although it's not good to be a last minute person, I really need a solution about it. It has been like this for years now. Hallelujah. Start changing your confessions about yourself. What you say is what you are, okay? If you say you're a last-minute person, you always be a last-minute person. Start changing your confessions by saying, I am a first-minute person. As you say, <laughs> as you say it, you start believing it. And as you believe it, you start saying it. And that will become your reality, okay? When you say, I'm not good, I'm not good, I'm not good, you will, not, you will never be good. It's like you are saying what you, what you know you are. No, but what does God say about you? What God says about you is more important than what you think about yourself or what someone else thinks about you. Your identity is in Christ, not in yourself or in the descriptions that other people give to you. Hallelujah. So you say to yourself, I'm excellent. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Christ is in me. That's the way to encourage yourself. Yes. Locate your identity in Christ. That's what you need to do, my dear. So don't say you are, I'm a last minute. You are a last minute person because you've been saying you are a last minute person. And so you believe that about yourself and that is what is happening to you. So change your confession. Hmm? Change your confession. By your words, you shall be justified. And by your words, you shall be condemned. By your words, you shall be accepted and treated right. By your words, you shall be condemned. So as you are saying these things about yourself, condemnation is coming to you. So say the right things about yourself. Yes. God bless you too. Hallelujah. Say I'm excellent. Say I'm smart. Don't stop saying those things for yourself. I'm intelligent. Yes. When you can't, when you can't do something, when you realize you can't do something, remind yourself that you can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. And ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. One day I was going to sleep. Um, very late and I needed to wake up after about three hours to do a lot of to have a very long day I realized that I can't buy strength I can't do it on a no- normally so I spoke to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit strengthened me to be able to wake up when the alarm goes off and do all the things I'm supposed to do during the day I ha- when I woke up I had too much strength I had the strength of sleeping after, for, for eight hours I could move I, can, I could do a lot of things hallelujah yes so if you realize you can't you can't do something, you are you are demotivated for something. Say that say what God says concerning you. Yes. I can do all things to question things. Not by might, not by power, but by the Holy Spirit. Say the Lord. Dear Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Grant me wisdom to do this particular thing. Christ is my wisdom. I am excellent. 
I am 10 times better than my mates in the name of the Lord Jesus. I can do it. I can study. I'll start studying early enough. I'll start studying two months before the exam starts. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, strengthen me to study early before the, the thing comes, the exam comes. In the name of Jesus. And when you finish praying like that, start moving. Start moving. Start what? Prayer is not enough without action. After you have prayed, act. Why? Because you know God has answered your prayer. So now you start acting. So you start opening your books. Open your book. And when you open your book, you have confidence and you have motivation to do. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.